Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Oh, we got to talk about Velcro shoes. Velcro shoes. I was on the Facebook, and you guys, you guys do know Marcus Brown, but he's like, I don't know Marcus Brown. You do know Marcus Brown. Marcus Brown is the uh, young gentleman who was kind enough to put together the cover of Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. He himself modeling the the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, uh, what would we say, Snoop Dogg, Thomas Sowell <laughs> cover for the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. And he was saying something about maybe he found some old shoes. I think they're Air Force Ones. They were talking and a conversation about old shoes started up. And it harkened me back to the seventh grade where I, I had I'd gone from sixth grade I was in parochial school because we must worship the Lord our God. Don't learn anything about the real world, the outside world. You must go and and, and you want you guys think, oh, homeschooling, how will they socialize? Yeah, you don't get much better socialized growing up in a cult. Even if they call it a private school. So uh, then we went to um, public school. Because we finally said, you know, we never could afford this private school. That's why we're poor. Because the Lord says, go to private school and give us your money. See, we just love the children so much. That's why we charge an arm and a leg for poor people who can't afford it. Are you poor? But do you like Christ? Give even more money. So they went to the public schools. And uh, I didn't know anything about fashion or cliques or this this hierarchy uh that genuine neanderthalic level intelligent tribes this tribalism that goes on i had hand-me-downs you know clothes wise from my uncle i uh and then we got velcro shoes i got velcro shoes that was the cool thing in the 80s for a year and uh they went to walmart got walmart shoes and i remember now this is this is you know you think oh Kids could be so cruel. You have no effing clue. No clue. I got in fights because I had Velcro shoes. I didn't have the Nike high tops. I didn't have cool jeans. I had like, you know, Wrangler jeans, <clears throat> hand-me-downs. And I actually got in fights. People would pick on me. I, I was the kid with the, you know, kick me on the back. Because I didn't, I no one gave me the instruction manual for this Neanderthalic inferior race uh, of of scumbags I went to school with, and so uh, and you all wonder why I I'm a misanthrope. Uh, it's actually not because of that. It, it, there's other reasons, it, but but that uh, that got me a good start on a way to hate my fellow man. Also taught me that it doesn't matter what race you are or what gender you are. The people who are going to hurt you the most are pretty much your kind because you're dealing with them and and. Everybody's scum. Everybody is scum until they prove it other. That's that's what I learned. So I, I was like, holy cow, hearkening back to these, you know, I think they were even there wasn't even a brand name. I think it was like a serial number, like the X five hundred Velcro shoe. 
And because I was different, I had I had to be beaten up upon by guys three to one, guys three times my size. If it was just one on one with this, because they're they're cowards. Bullies are cowards. A little bit of a tidbit if you're in if you're in the school and you're getting pestered by a bully, they're always bigger than you. You should always. I think I think littler kids should use weapons. I think you absolutely have every right to make it a fair fight. Because you think, oh, what are you going to use a weapon? It's like, have you ever seen a bully pick on someone his own size? No, because they're cowards. That's why they're, they're little, wimpy cowards. That's why they always pick on smaller people. Or they'll always have five to one. So if they're going to do that, that's like unmatched, uneven odds, even up the score a little bit. You know, God made men something, Colt made them equal or whatever it was. And I always used to like be hard on myself. Like I couldn't, oh, I couldn't fight these guys, you know, who have 50 pounds on me, have six inches extra reach. Anyway, so I'm like, God dang it. What, what fucking scum, what scumbags think that they got the right to beat you up or fight you because you got Velcro shoes. So I said, I got to look into these guys because I remember there were a handful of these scumbags. Most of them were scum. So I went back. Pulled out the old yearbook. And I I tried, guys. I tried my best, like, for an hour. After a while, I was just wasting my time. I'm thinking, like, okay. I started looking up the scumbags. And sure enough, sure enough, oh, guys. Oh, you want to talk about the one thing your parents didn't lie to you about was that these people do get theirs in the end. And I've gone over this before. School is an artificial environment. People who develop skills for school will survive well in school, but not the real world because once school ends, they're dumped out in the real world and they just can't function. And holy crap, did that come true? I seen these scumbags, scumbags, real scumbags. They're in, they got jail time. They got criminal records. You could go on Facebook. You could find out that, oh, look at me. Oh, we're at the bar again. Oh, we're cheering on the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, Go pack. I mean, just Wisconsin. They weren't even, this wasn't even the Hicks yet. Somehow they ended up becoming trailer trash. I don't know how you do that growing up in a metropolitan area like Milwaukee and you still end up becoming trailer trash. I mean, you really got to work at it. Oh, single parents, left and right. I'd like to say divorce. Most were never married. Like they never grew up. Some of them still got freaking mullets. So that you could, you could change. Oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> None of them left town. They're all still there. They're all still freaking there. No one's explored. No one's adventured. They're all stuck in Milwaukee. Same crap. Same. Look, I'm getting, I'm getting mighty tired of Minneapolis. I've been here 20 years. I would have left long ago had I not met a wonderful girl, blah, blah, blah. All right, but I'm already making moves, and you guys know that I don't really stay here. I winter, I go to Vegas, Phoenix, I do my traveling. These guys, oh my God! Just one weekend that I had this past this past week, not even a full week, four or five days that I went out to the Black Hills. That's like their life dream that they could go to Sturgis, like that. That just think about how sad and pathetic that is. They've so mismanaged their lives. That the one pinnacle achievement, the thing they point to is that they got to go to the Black Hills for a weekend. Like, like that was it. I, dude, I spent six months in the Black Hills over two summers. 
Not to mention the months added on when I'm always swinging through or a week here or a week there. None of them have been the vague. None of them. It is. They're just so common. They're they're worse than, at least common. Maybe you make it to Disney World. But these guys, holy cow. It's like they never grew up from 1988. (laughs) They still got the mullets. They still go, oh, Summerfest, oh. The death metal hair bands coming in. They're still stuck in that. Stuck as if Reagan was in office or George Bush Sr. And so I was just looking at, and after a while, and what I ended up trying to do, so I, and some of them you can't find out because they have common names. But but I did not, and I'm not joking, I did not find one person that either turned it around, made something out of themselves. It's It's like, they were caught in the time. They just got stuck in 1987, except now maybe some of them are gray or balding and have guts. The women, I, just, I didn't really bother that much. <laughs> I wonder what happened to her. Hey, Jesus. God bless Facebook. You never have to go to any kind of high school year. You're just like, nah, I, I see it from far away. I don't need to see it up close and personal. No, that's all right. Now you have fun with your five kids from the six different fathers. I, I'm I, I'm going to stay over. I'm going to Ve- I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to go to Sturgis when it's not the rally time because I know better because I've spent enough time out there. Now I'm going to go hiking in Denver. Oh, it's just another town you never visited because you oh you went to Chicago. Hey, look at that hour and a half south. Woo, that's some exploration. But it it was. After a while, I'm like, okay, did anyone, anyone from my school, did any of them become successful? And even I tried to find, now again, some common names, very common names. I'm not going to mention them uh, because I was like, oh, that guy, he was really smart. What happened to him? Can't find him. Oh, that guy, he was really smart. What happened to him? Can't find him. This girl, well, she was really smart. What happened? Can't find her. It's like nobody in this entire... Now, I didn't... I, after a while, I was like wasting time. I'm like, look, I, it's obvious through this sample size. We knew this already. This school was a bunch of losers. You know, but man, I wouldn't... I, there's got to be a doctor. One of you idiots must have become something in your life. Because I'm, I'm not arrogant enough and cocky enough to think that I'm the most successful one from that school. But goddamn, if it doesn't start to look that way. And everyone says, oh, you shouldn't be petty. Oh, no, 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 no. This whole thing, like, forgive and, and let it go. No, no, no. I get to rub it in the faces of these people. <laughs> Just what losers they are. Because of the BS, me and every other nerd, every other kid that didn't happen to be 6'2 and 108, didn't have to have the genetic blessing. Oh, no, no, no. I'm reminding people now. This is the bread, and I'm gonna remind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna float it every day. Well, not every day. I got, I do have more important crap to do than that. But today, today, because I remembered the Velcro shoes, I'm like, what happened to these people? What happens to the person with the intelligence that somehow, in their mind or brain, if you could call it that, I'd like to say brainstem. What happens to the type of person with the level of intelligence that they think they have, that that they're compelled, that they have the right to go and challenge and fight and pick on and beat up 
with multiple other people, by the way, because you're so strong and you're so courageous and so brave, what ha- what happens to their futures? And like I said, by gosh, the one thing these old farts might have actually been right about is that there is this element of karma and justice that these losers actually get theirs in the end. They actually get theirs in the end. Stupid people don't do well out of, out of school. They really don't. They're trying to get out of school. Of course, smart people are also trying to get like the really smart ones. But they can't wait to get out of school. The little do they know that's the only place that's going to have them. And they go out, they work their crappy jobs, have their crappy careers, have kids they can't afford. It, it, it is so scripted. But though after a while, it's like, okay, you know what? Wasted an hour on that. It was good. It was vindictive. And it was necessary to, because I wanted to kind of do this for the segment of the show. But the larger point, the lesson, I don't even know if there's bullies anymore because they do play a, a role. I don't know if kids get in fights anymore because everyone's gone too far the other extreme. Everyone's too much of a wimp. No one throws a punch. Everyone's got to talk things out and have feelings. But for those of you that were nerds, you are nerds. And I don't mean jerk nerds or like the the uh basement dwelling like the, the the amazing atheist types i'm not talking the ones who are mean and evil i'm talking innocent kids yeah you happen to wear velcro shoes or you didn't roll and tuck your jeans and then the inferior scum of the earth who got this i guess this is like their pinnacle this is the best they're ever going to achieve because their dad and mom didn't achieve jack so, hey, yeah, man, you got to go pick on that 7th grade kid, man. You got you to gotta show the 7th graders that the 8th graders, hell, I can picture it coming from some beer-swelling, fat, bald Milwaukee screw-off. Try not to curse. Telling his kid how to... I remember there's another guy, look up, he's dead. He's dead. He died in 97. Two years after he graduated from high school, three years. Oh, and that guy, I think that guy got into a fight with someone just a little bit stronger than him. Might have been, maybe it wasn't stronger, maybe just carrying a gun. But anyway, for all you out there, either you are veteran nerds, I mean, seriously, go back and look these people up. It's hilarious. Oh, they'll never mention it now. Oh, now they all want to be friends. Oh, they, oh hey, <laughs> you remember that? No, no, no. We're going to pour the salt into the the wound that is known as your life. Your entire life is nothing but a wound. Your pinnacle achievement, your pinnacle, your peak was in the ninth grade. And it all went to pot from there. And we're going to go buy some salt mines to mine the salt to pour into the wound that is known as your life. And that absolutely, so those of you who are, are veteran nerds, you know, geeks, whatever. Absolutely. Go look this. Enjoy it, dude. You absolutely earned it. You earned every little bit of penny. You don't even have to. You don't even have to look these people up and mock them or ridicule them. Their, their lives are punishment enough. And then for those of you, again, I don't know what what goes on in schools nowadays. I don't even know if there are there bullies anymore. Are there? So much testosterone has been taken out of the school. But for those of you who are getting picked on, you got to get in fights with bigger guys who are cowards and wimps because they like picking on people half their size or with odd numbers, uneven odds. Just trust me, I'm not joking. They do get theirs in the end. 
they do. Even the people who weren't like, but just douches, just regular old douches. You can't find these people. Mr. Perfect Smiley Placey, hey, he had the right clothes and everything. I've, I've looked, I can't find it. There's been a couple guys, but they were cool guys. Military, they did go on to something. But even the schmaltzy guys, I don't know if they got any of the drugs or what. There's nobody. Still, again, I didn't, didn't sample everybody. There's got to be a doctor. There's got to be a surgeon. There's got to be an astronaut. But man, if 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 the morons and the and the douchebags didn't end up having the life of morons and douchebags, it always oh, great. Always oh, just great. I don't even know if I'm gonna keep my yearbook. I was looking through. Why do you even keep a yearbook? You don't know any of these people anymore. All these people signing, I'm like, who the hell is this? We seem to have been friends. They wrote a lot in my yearbook. Oh, throw it away, baby. Let the girlfriend, why are you throwing this away for? <sighs> I don't know, sweetheart, because I don't use it. It's taking up space, but it's your yearbook. It, what? <laughs> Rule of two years. If you haven't used it in two years, throw it away. God, I still have some stuff to throw away. I got books I got to throw away. You know, parents give you a gift as a book. You're like, ah, do I throw it away? I read it. I don't really, I'm not going to read it again. Uh, they're going to be upset if they found out I threw it away. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, it is the Clary Podcast. Welcome. I got to go out to uh, San Diego to a buddy's, not graduation, his retirement. I keep on saying it's a graduation, but he's retiring from the military. I guess they do a thing. So I got to fly out to San Diego. That's, by the way, for those of you who used to go to school with me back in the 80s and the 90s, San Diego is in the state called California. It's on the ocean. I don't know if you, you know, you can look at a map and you can see, you'll never visit it. Oh, no, you'll never visit it. That would take money. And you, you, since you're all living paycheck to paycheck, you know, and, and supporting with child support and all that. Or making your arrears to the taxes you didn't pay, or paying the fines for your fourth DWI. I know, but I will I will report to you what it's like in San Diego. But it's sunny, it's nice, taxes are high, traffic's not as bad as LA. But I got to go out to San Diego, and just when I got back, just when I got back from Sturgis, and that ride took it out of me. And now I'm looking at the sky. I didn't want to be here. I did not want to be in this situation where I'm rushing again, rushing. This last essay that I wrote, it, I was pushing it, redlining it. I promised myself I would not redline it again. And I'm not doing six cross-country trips like I did last year. I'm not doing any cross-country trips. But dang, if I didn't land and then 48 hours, if I didn't come back from Sturgis, 48 hours, got to hop on that damn plane again tonight, fly out, get the, it, it gets exhausting. These are the problems, by the way, for all the people who used to be peers of mine. These are the problems. I don't even want to say successful. I can't even say I'm successful. People who just didn't screw up. These are the problems. People who kept their nose clean and didn't screw up. These are the problems us law-abiding citizens and people who aren't uh, uh, deadbeat dads or single moms. These are the problems we face. Oh, I don't want to fly out to San Diego. It's tiring. Oh, I got to get a rental car. You guys couldn't even afford a rental car. Oh, it's good not being an F up. 
I'd say king, but I'm not king. It's, but yeah, so I got to fly out to San Diego. And then I think I'm sitting here. I'm not going anywhere. I used to get excited, like, ah, we're going to go right here. Oh, I'm going to do a meet up there. And then everyone, oh, no, we're tired. Oh, we can't. Oh, it's not there. Oh, we can't do that. No, no. Every reason to find to say no, even the people with the money. Oh, no, we can't. Oh, no, I'm too tired. And then after a while, it's like, no, you know what? I'm sitting right here in the WBL. I'm going to go rent boats on White Bear Lake. I'm going to go and enjoy the boat. There's a couple bars that I, I do go to the bars, of course. I don't drink anymore, but I go there and have coffee. But I'm just going to sit. I'm going to sit and take it in. I'm not going to... There's two ways. You can drive all over Tarnation, fly and travel and see a bunch of new things. And you take in the macro view, like a mountain vista view. The Canyons of Canyonlands National Park, which is a, a national park. It's in Utah, which is another state. I, I, I won't explain that to all the students I went to school with in Milwaukee. You can look it up on a map. They have pictures now on the internet. Oh, you can't afford your electric bill. Hey, hey. But you get these grand view vistas, and, and you take in the macro, the panoramic view of that. And I remember one time hanging out with some buddies of mine. We'd meet up for coffee at, at a subway. We get coffee next door, but then we get sandwiches at Subway. And we just sit. It was at this strip mall. And there was nothing to see. Absolutely nothing to see. It's in Roseville. You can look it up. It's by the, I've talked about before. This is where Target number one, the very first Target was built. And you'd look across the road and you see the first Target. And there was nothing. It's it's kind of a, a solid blue collar, lower middle income type of neighborhood. Nothing fan, Nothing bad either. And we'd just sit there and you'd look and you'd observe. And you got to see every eccentricity in detail because you sat in one spot. You weren't driving by at 65 miles an hour going up and down mountains and canyons and over rivers and bridges. You you got you sat in one spot. And I kind of did that when I was out in, in the Black Hills. There's all these benches in Deadwood. And I just sat on a bench in on the Franklin Hotel and the storm was rolling in. And just watching the rain fall... And then I just sat, and that was my vista, my view, for a solid, in my case, it was a long time, 15 minutes. And I just looked, and I watched the clouds roll in and out, people interact, do different things, traffic patterns. And then you just start looking at the architecture of the buildings that were right in front of you, things you wouldn't notice if you're driving by or even walking by. And so it's, it's kind of looking at a micro view, taking a microscope and looking at the beauty. I mean, viruses are disgusting, so is bacteria, but they are beautiful visually. You know, kind of like, oh, that's kind of interesting looking. But you're not going to see that if you're zipping by at Mach 1, going up this mountain, going down there. Oh, we're going to hike here. We're going to hike there. Da, 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 da. Oh, we got to get up the mountain. You got to get back down the mountain because there's rain coming in. Oh, there's a fire over there. We got to go down the other side of the mountain. We got to hurry before the fire catches up to us. No time to take it in. No time to look at the detail. And not necessarily beauty. Beauty's one thing. But just to sit and not rush. And that's why I want to do this summer. I want to just sit and look at the lake. Yes, I know it's blue. But you'll start to notice. Oh, the wave pattern's a little different. Oh, look, the, the light is reflecting differently on the thing. And it may be boring and sad, but after all, I've said it before, all novelty, everything, all novelty ends, all of it. All of it. 
You will get sick and tired of looking at Canyonlands National Park. You will. Might take a couple days because it is really astoundingly beautiful. Might take a while to get sick and tired of banging that hot, big-titted redhead with the long legs and the flowing hair and that cute little lingerie number she's got on. It might take a while, but you will get sick of it. You will. And so I, I try to focus. That's why I want to train. That's maybe what my new summer's resolution is this summer, the summer of 2017. That's how much progress we make in capping land. We have New Year's resolutions, but then we achieve those in the first month. And then summer resolutions, while you guys over in Milwaukee school districts are still filing your extensions on your tax returns because you guys are just so with it. Uh, and then just 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 take it in and enjoy, relax. Oh, I'd like to start drinking. And now I understand, I really truly, once you go sober... You start to understand drinking and what capacity and role it plays in society. And for people with super active brains, it's to calm down and relax. It's just to calm down and relax. It's also a dopamine fix. That's the addiction aspect. It's like, oh yeah, you you, you need dopamine. Because life has sucked so much, you haven't had enough of it. But just to sit there, look at the lake, sit at the VFW, have a cocktail, watch over the lake. That's what I'm going to do. I don't care if nobody visits. No, no, I'm done inviting people. I'm done inviting people. Glorious Carl shows up, all right? Sergeant Greg shows up with wife. They show up. They're good. They're always welcome to show up. Who else? Oh, even Paul. Paul from Philadelphia. He showed up. Well, I got to give him credit because he drove his ass all the way out here. He drove out here for tail is what he did. Uh, let's let's be honest right now, okay? <laughs> Paul is a friend slash fan. Met him in Philadelphia, went out to Philadelphia. And then he he says, hey, Thanksgiving, I'm going to be up in your neck of woods. I've never been to Minnesota. I'm thinking like, wow, look at this young guy, Paul. Doesn't have a lot of money. He's going to drive all the way out to see the old captain. And then uh, he texts me. He says, hey, I'm in Iowa. Uh, Are you going to be around in a couple days? I'm like, Iowa? What are you doing in Iowa? That's like not the direct way to get to Minneapolis. Now, the old captain made a foolish assumption. He assumed Paul was driving out that far to see the old captain. Turns out there was a piece of tail down in uh, Iowa. And I got pictures of a cute little blonde girl that uh, Paul had been uh, chasing around. And like, uh-huh. Well, the truth comes out now, doesn't it? So then Paul came up. He hang out for a couple days. And he's like, oh, I got to get back to Philadelphia. I'm like, by way of Iowa? And he kind of just smiles. <laughs> and he goes back to Iowa. God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> uh, but that's it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rent a pontoon boat. I'm going to say I might even take up fishing again. I'm, gonna, I'm not dry. I did, I did South Dakota. I don't need to go out to South Dakota again. Don't think I'm going to drive to South Dakota again. Once I pay off the house here, I'm buying a small piece of land. I'm putting up a pole barn, and I'm just going to house a, a cot with a shower and uh, run electricity in it, and it's just going to be it's just basically be a garage that I can live in. I'm just going to have two vehicles, one motorcycle, one car, and it's going to be right across the street from the highway, from the highway, from the airport, so I can fly into Rapid City, walk to my pole barn. Grab my vehicles, and I do not have to drive across that bleeping state ever again. 
I don't know what happened. I, I used to be able to do it easy on a crotch rocket. I remember driving from Wyoming back to the Twin Cities on a crotch rocket. That, that, and I did okay. And, and this last time, I'm like, I got a cruiser. I'm only going from Deadwood to you know, White Bear Lake. Much more comfortable. And no, something happened. I had, it took two days to recover after that. Two days. And uh, I don't know, I'm getting old. Am I getting old? Maybe, I don't know. Have you guys ridden your motorcycle across South Dakota? Oh, no. You trailered it with your buddies. Actually, they couldn't afford trailers. My favorite is when they, they buy a used Harley. That's because, you see, Milwaukee is Harley. That's where Harley-Davidson is built. And so every sheep is brainwashed. you got to get a Harley. And what they don't realize is until about the early 2000s, Harley motorcycles were crap. You Harley motorcycles was the good-looking drama queen. Looks good. Tons of maintenance of problems. Tons of problems. Totally not worth it. And so things have gotten better, like most American auto manufacturers, pretty much crap. Until about the 90s, then it, then it got better. So I start making quality cars. But these Harleys are just utter crap. Now, if you're a loser in Milwaukee and you're working at the plant, all right, not the good one, not the one where you actually come, like the one where they send the ex-cons, you are brand. I gotta get a Harley. I gotta cheer on the Packers and watch the Brewers, and I gotta go to the bar and I gotta cheer on people and hork down my wings. I'm gonna get a Harley. And they all get Harleys, but they can't afford the new quality ones that don't break the frick down. So they get these used Harleys that have a ton of mechanical problems, and I don't even think most of them can make it to Sturgis at that because they just putts around like most Harley riders do. They putts around the, the tri-county area going from bar to bar to bar because they can't actually afford a real trip. Their, their Harleys never really get that many, but they still break down. So you drive, what, 50 miles up to Fond du Lac, and your bike breaks down the heck if you're going to try and risk it the 600 miles off the Sturgis. On top of that, let's say you your, your maintenance keeps you down. Your maintenance expense keeps you down. And it keeps you untrustworthy of your bike to make it out to, to Sturgis and back. Then you go and you get a brand new Harley or a relatively new Harley. But remember, the new Harleys, they're pretty good. They maintain their, their, their uh, market value. So how, let's say you are a Milwaukee loser. You're, you're the type that picks on people because they have Velcro shoes, right? And, that, and you can only go as far as somebody with an intellect that thinks you have the right to pick on somebody because they don't roll their pants, wear Cavarishi jeans, or they wear Velcro shoes, okay? So, that, so you're making your $30,000, $30,000 a year as a 45-year-old. Not to slam on those of you young kids who make that much money. I understand that's we've all been there. I'm talking when you're like in your 40s and you oh, you got a raise, huh? You got a 50 cent an hour raise, huh? So how do you, with that Neanderthalic brain, how do you get that Harley that could get out? Hey, you borrow money to afford it. And you ruin your finances in the process. So I, I met a buddy out, Denver Ben. I met Denver Ben out in... Sturgeon. Now, Denver Ben is smarter. Denver Ben makes a lot of money. Denver Ben is not an idiot. But Denver Ben bought a Harley. Now, it's 2014, and I always give him guff. Now, of course, he's got a fine motorcycle. Newer Harleys are, are fine motorcycles. Nothing wrong with it, except 
you guys pay a lot for brand name and, and bragging rights. And I got my old trusty Honda. The Honda that has made one, two, three, four. Four cross-country trips? Wait. Yeah, four since I've owned it. Four cross-country trips with no problems. Oil changes, filters. I uh, went in for regular maintenance. Um, gosh, did I put, I think I put over 20,000 miles. Did I put 25,000 miles? I got to look at it. Yeah, I put I put a lot of miles. Anyway, so I got my regular old trusty Honda. And he's got this souped up. And it's got specialized parts. And now once you start getting the specialized parts, there's the problem. So he had this this air intake, not filter, but uh, filter chassis or holder. And it was pointed like a like the tip of Neptune's spear, so it looked badass. The only problem is his air filter started ripping because it was looks over functionality. And that's a bad problem because if you get a slight bit of rock or grit or dust or whatever in your engine, it can ruin your engine. So thankfully we're out, you know, where Harley is very popular. He was able to find another filter. But we're driving around and he has to pull over to fix his bike because I got a picture of him. And I just had to do it to him. It had nothing to do with the bike itself. It had to do with this, this specialized air intake system. I had to get a picture of him and say, ah, look, a Harley rider in his natural state. <laughs> and fellow Harley riders on the Facebook found that funny. They they knew the old captain was kidding. But, uh, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that on the Harley. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to be flying out. I'm not, I'm not driving across South Dakota and, and pretty much all of Minnesota ever again. It is just so damn boring. Don't matter, it doesn't matter how many different ways you take it. I came back on Highway 14 more or less this time. Sometimes I do 212 because I do like the town of Faith, South Dakota. I want to say hi to the Indians. If you're in a rush, you take the interstate. But I just, there was no, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Nothing cool happens until you get to Kadoka. Atham, look this up. Nothing. It's that small little segment of South Dakota that's only worth anything. The rest of it is just so damn boring. It was quaint and cute stopping in the little towns. Oh, look, to Smith, Lorraine Gross Wilder, chicky babe, who wrote the books, is here, or was here, or wrote about, I don't know. You get into that whole Midwestern area, Laura Inglis Wilder, Laura Wilder, whatever her name is. I think she wrote Little House on the Prairie. But she lived everywhere in the Midwest, so everyone claims to have her hometown. So you're in Iowa. I know in Iowa, Minnesota, and South Dakota, maybe even Illinois or or Nebraska, there's like a Laura Ingrid Wilder site, museum, place. And so DeSmet, I guess that's where she lived? It's a town in South Dakota, and they, they got advertisements for it. You know, like, 30 miles before you even get to town. Laura Ingler's Wilder, oh, she took a crap here. Hey, Laura, oh, she, she she peed behind a tree over there. Oh, my gosh. And I guess this is the one that maybe was considered her home. Because uh, my mom knew somebody that wanted to buy a, to- a house in this town because she really liked Laura English, English Wilder. One of these days I'll get the name right. I'm not going to look it up. Lord knows I've driven past enough sign with her name on it. And then you get to the town... You know it's a pretty bad town. You know that town is dying. 
if the VFW isn't open at 3 p.m. You know that's a pretty bad town, that there is nothing going on if the American Legion or the VFW or the Elks Lodge is not open for business. That is, that is the sign of a dying town. Chris Beckloff likes to talk about dying um, malls. I like to talk about dying towns. And the, the death knell of a dying town is when uh, the VFW shut down. So, all right, let's do a little bit of sponsors here. Do you have the Praxi app? No? Well, get it. Get it if you're a specialist that can offer your services over the phone, like if you're a plumber, um, a computer repairman, or if you happen to be kind of a, a micro-e celebrity like me and people want to talk to you. It's actually more I, I've been getting calls for asshole consulting. Get Praxi. You say, what is Praxi? Praxi is basically FaceTime uh, where you can talk to somebody over the phone. But because it has the camera involved, if you're a tradesman or some kind of troubleshooter, says, oh, I, I can't, I got a Harley. Holy crap, it's broken down again. And then, dude, a, a Harley guy on Praxi, whoever's a Harley mechanic, he could make billions with the Praxi app. And you say, hey, why don't you show me what's wrong? Show me the manifold of the Harley. Show me the air intake system. Oh, Here's your problem. You're riding a Harley. The solution is get a Honda. <laughs> There's your fix. Anyway, you can get the Praxi app either through the iStore or the Google Store, Play Store on your on your Android phone. I'm online. If you need to contact me for emergency asshole consulting, there are bugs being worked out in it. Uh, it's pricey. I charge $2 a minute, but... Uh, we've had some issues like make sure. Okay, look, look, listen. If you're going to call me, it's a phone app. Don't call me over the computer. It's not designed for that. Also, it's VoIP. You need to have good internet. Don't call me in the middle of nowhere, South Dakota, where Laura Ingress Wilder lives or used to live or she took a pee behind a bush. That's You need to have a good internet connection. That's kind of the two things. It's for the phone and it's for good internet access. Okay, so uh, you can contact me. Uh, I think I'm under asshole consulting. But if you want to see how it works, go to Praxy.com. But you do have to download it through the iStore or your Play Store uh, for the um, for the Android phones. RealMarkBaxter.com. Go to RealMarkBaxter.com. If you are sick and tired of listening to the captain and want to have another podcast to listen to, Entrepreneurs in Cars on YouTube. That uh, Rich, he's over in Canada. So if you're sick of tired of listening to Americans, like real Mark Baxter or myself, you want to listen to a Canadian who drives cars, and he's an entrepreneur, thus entrepreneurs in cars, uh, search him on YouTube. Then there's my Amazon affiliate program. Did you Look, when I come back from San Diego, I want to see 40 units of sales of nose hairs trimmers, all right? The nose hairs trimmers, because that's the highest return on investment you've got to get. $9 for a pair of trimmers, and you never got to itchy, scratchy nose, you're never pulling out the nose hairs, and you, you, you don't pull it out all the way, but it still stings, you're like, ah, and then you pull that on your right nostril, so your right eyeball starts to water and cry, and then you pull out the left one, and then the, the, the it, it, that comes out, but it still makes you wince, and your left eye is crying now, and then your girlfriend comes in, and says, why are you crying? I'm like, I'm not crying, I'm pulling nose hairs out of my eyes, she's like, yeah, yeah, you're a wimp, you're a pussy, my boyfriend cries. And it's like, no, it's really the nose hairs. <laughs> Why go through that? Get all your online purchases, including nose hairs trimmers, 
through the Captain's Amazon affiliate program. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. It's there. Don't say, I can't find it. It's right there. You didn't look. Stop being a lazy millennial blip. All right? And do all your Amazon shopping that way. You have to go to my site first. Otherwise, they don't know where you come from and I don't get my commission. Yes, I get a 6 to 7% commission. It doesn't cost you anything more. So if you don't believe in donations or Patreons or e-bagging, which I don't necessarily believe in either, go and buy all your stuff through Captain's Amazon affiliate program. Get into the good habit of doing it. Don't just go to Amazon. Put in your bookmark or whatever. Go to my site first. Do all your online shopping there. The old captain appreciates it. We have my books. Reconnaissance Man, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless. That's a great book, by the way, for a graduation gift. Great. Graduation's coming up. Look, coming up on June. Remember how you'd have your little calendar? You'd be in school counting down the days to the time you could leave Auschwitz. Oh, they call it, you know, Johnson Elementary or or Filbertson Middle School. But you knew it was Auschwitz in the United States. And you are counting down the days to freedom. All right. Well, get somebody you love or care about who is about to graduate from high school. Worthless. Also get somebody who's already in college who's finishing up their freshman year. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. I didn't know it was going to be like this. These people who go to college without knowing what to study, get them two books. Matter of fact, get them reconnaissance, man, and get them worthless. Those two books right there will save them a lifetime. will save them decades of time. Uh, then we also have enjoyed the decline, Curse of the High IQ. That's for all you people who listen here. That is not for the people I went to school with. You guys do not get Curse of the High IQ. You guys get Dick and Jane and Spot. That might be a little bit too high a reading for you, okay? Maybe you could get the audiobook of Dick, Jane, and Spot. But right, Curse of the High IQ has got numbers and multisyllabic words. I, I, you know, it's more than three pages. There aren't any pop-ups in that book. So it's not for you guys, all right? You guys go and go play with your feces with the rest of the monkeys, all right? Go pick some fleas off of one another, freaking morons. But for my new friends, for my, my people, for the people that I am like, get Curse of the High IQ. You'll wonder why if you have, if you're trying to like fight three guys off, because you're wearing Velcro shoes, you're like wondering, why are they doing this? Get Curse of the High IQ. It might explain a lot of things. Uh, so those are all my books. The latest essay. Okay, let me explain some. Honest to God. This is, speaking of Curse of the High IQ. I explicitly told people that if you already practice minimalism, you already have read Bachelor Pad Economics, you already know these laws, you do not need to get poor Richard's retirement. And I already got two morons that read the book, said, hey, this is the same thing. And then they gave me not bad reviews, but you know, lower quality reviews. It's the same stuff. I, I just don't understand why I didn't talk about this or that and the other. This book, it book, this essay is not for regular readers. I'm trying to reach a new audience. There is a problem a crisis, really, where people have not adequately saved for retirement, and I cannot sell bachelor pad economics, I cannot sell enjoy the decline to this specific problem. This is a specific book to address a specific problem to help make me more marketable 
and, and introduced me to much a much larger audience. That's what the point of this essay was. And the, the market, and it's quite large, is people who have not adequately saved up enough for retirement. This does not apply to the vast majority of people in my listening audience. If you've read Bachelor Paddock, Bachelor Pad Economics, if you've read Enjoy the Decline, or you just studied and read, you don't need to get this essay. It certainly helps. Some of you, but if you do, if you do, act as if you've never read any of my other stuff, which I have. I even warn about it in the intro, saying this covers previous ground that regular readers may already be familiar with. And then I, there's stuff in this book that I've already read. I'm only going to give it three stars. Yeah. So, I'm saying again, if you already have, you know minimalism, you got a private, you got a small, fine. You don't need this. Don't waste your time. It's like when my mom bought Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. It's like, what are you doing? So you don't need to get this. But if you do, act as if you've never read any of my work before. To be intellectually honest, to do an honest review, act as if you have never heard of me before. Because that is the intended audience. Buy it for a couple people. Thankfully, I've been buying it for their um, for their elderly parents. Like, hey, you need to get this because, again, only 50% of the baby boomers have enough money saved up for retirement. But, for, again, if you know don't spend more than you make, you don't need this. Okay, If you know humans are the most important thing in life and you practice that, you don't need this. If you're having trouble putting humans above material consumption, get this book. There's a whole chapter on the psychology of addiction and consumption and humanity and philosophy. That's that's worth it unto itself. But if you know this already, it'd be like me going and buying, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a book that I would already know, like Securities Analysis by Graham and Dodd. And I'd be right. Well, he didn't know that I've already read this. This is stuff I learned in college. This is really basic. It's like, imagine someone who's never read it before. <sighs> All right. Then we got other people's books. We have Frank Servey's book, Uncle Nick, The Bro Next Door, Burning the Midnight, all Uncle Nick trilogy. That's the Uncle Nick trilogy right there, although Bro Next Door is not uh, necessarily that. He also has, I got it here. Hang on. Corporate Land, Surviving Cubicle Warfare. Frank Servi, C-E-R-V-I. Uh, he's available on Amazon. You can find it paperback and Kindle. I don't know if he's done audiobook yet, uh, but he's got some great books out there. Montrose County. Actually, I'm going to pull that up. I'm going to read the, the thing. I'm going to read it because he has a really good book description that's better than what I describe it. <clears throat> Montrose County. There it is. For Sabrina Murdoch, volunteering for National Guard duty was a civic point of duty. However, her, her tour in Iraq left her tattered but still standing. Unfortunately, events she couldn't control when she returned home left her battered and adrift. Leaving her small-town Massachusetts roots in the rearview mirror, she eventually takes on the duties of a deputy sheriff in the splendid isolation of western Colorado. There in the high country, surrounded by mesas and sagebrush, Sabrina finds home, friendship, and the spark of a new love as she wrestles with the demons of a tra tragic morning back in Iraq. As the presidential visit to the region draws close, 
A series of small events conspired to undermine some of Sabrina's hard-won confidence and erode her spirit. At the same time, a NATO sniper team, thousands of miles away in Iraq, has stumbled upon the makings of a terrorist plot right in Murdoch's backyard. A firefight leaves them stranded with no way of communicating details of their find to their chain of command. For them, it becomes a mile-by-mile struggle to return to their base and send out the warning. See, you got two stories going on. Two stories. As Mike Buffalo and Brad Hall. How did I, Mike Buffalo, there's a name. Battled their way across the hills of Iraq, a war that left indelible scars on the mind and in the heart of Sabrina Murdoch is on a collision course with her new life and her new home. She left the war behind years ago, but now has followed her to Montrose County, Colorado. How can you not want to buy that book? Look at it, five-star ratings. If we go through the review, none of them says, Well, I already knew about the Iraq War. Is it kind of review? I've, I've been to Montrose County, Colorado. I, I, there's no sagebrush in Montrose County, Colorado. Not where I went. <sighs> so Montrose County, you can find that on Amazon paperback and Kindle. Steve's Jerky. I keep screwing this up. If you like jerky, go to facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. I thought it was Steve's Kitchen. No, the title is Steve's Kitchen, but the website is facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. Go there. It's 150 bucks a gallon. So obviously this would be for prepping and survivalists. So if you like beef jerky, go to Steve's Jerky. Just search Steve's Jerky. Ed Lattimore's book, Not Caring What Other People Think is a Superpower. Adam Piggott's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. You can find those available on Amazon. You can also visit Adam's website, pushingrubberdownhill.com, where he has his own blog and podcast. It's just like the old captain does here, except he doesn't have asshole consulting. I don't know if he'll ever get into that. Australian consulting? We get a lot of of clients from Australia. And then Marty has Andrade's books, Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse, and Finding D.B. Cooper, Chasing the Last Lead in America's Only Unsolved Skyjacking. That's got... He's got a five-star ratings, too. Let's, let's look at the reviews. No one said anything about, like, I saw it on the news. I know everything. God, there's such repeat. So Marty's uh, book is doing actually quite well in the reviews. Uh, but uh, both. I really, really enjoyed Nix's Guide to the Multiverse. That was hilarious. That was really funny. I really enjoyed that. Um, so if you guys are looking for some kind of good news, you're sick and tired of listening to politics. You just need some mind candy. And award yourself that. Award yourself that. I've been so happy. I don't know what's going on with Trump and Russia. I don't know who this guy is that they say is the thing. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about this impeachment. So I don't. And if, you know what? It's wonderful. It's wonderful being ignorantly blissful. It's great. All I got to do is fire up some motorcycles today, charge some batteries. I'm going to have another cup of coffee. I'm not watching the news. I just don't care. It's all lies. So so much, such a spin, such a spin. It's all, I don't care. I'm only using common, it's like economics. Well, this study says this, this study says that. You research, you find out they've all biased the data. Only a third of these studies can be repeated. And you find out the, the authors and the conductors of these studies and these research are nothing but a bunch of leftist hacks. In the end, you know what? All it is is common sense. The entire social sciences can be thrown away because they cannot repeat it. It's not a science, and it is all debunked by common sense. So I don't even bother watching the news. I don't care. Uh, the Glimmervale Chronicles, written by Michael Kingswood. He has five books out, the first one of which is called Glimmervale, and that's the beginning of the Glimmervale Chronicles. So if you'd like to go buy those books, you can. 
And Catholic economic subsidiarity, basically how to kick leftist encroachment and leftist politics out of the Catholic Church and Christianity in general. You can find that on Amazon.com, the Catholic economic subsidiarity. If you're sick and tired of feminists and leftists and politics and socialism encroaching into it, just politics in general, there should be no politics. But, you know, <laughs> religion is politics. Politics is religion. Uh, surprise that there's some, ah, Jesus was a socialist. Well, that, why, but you hate Jesus. You make fun of Christians all the time. What do you care then? <laughs> if, if you hate Christianity so much and Jesus was a socialist, then you should want to be a capitalist. Oh, but it's all about getting other people's money, isn't it? No matter how complicated your arguments, it's just give me more of your money. Enslave yourself to me. That's all all of socialism ever is. Uh, the Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. That's for you married dudes. Carrie Lutz's Viral Podcasting for those of you who are interested in becoming a podcaster. And Rolo Tomasi's Tap Whiskey. Go to tapwhiskey.com without the E. Tapwhiskey without the E.com and uh, buy some whiskey through Rolo. You guys know Rolo. Get his books too. Rolo Tomasi's uh, The Rational Mail. His books sold real good. Never met the guy. I'd like to meet him. I'd like to meet him. I was in Reno. I didn't know. And I was like, oh, crap. He lives here. And I was like, oh. And Reno's one of those towns you really never go to. Like, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Like, there is no reason to go to Reno except to go to Reno. Vegas, you're kind of like, okay, it's got its own pole. The Hoover Dam's nearby. California's across the way. Uh, you can you can go to the uh, Grand Canyon. That's it, a little more central to the thing. But man, Reno is just. I want to go to Southern Idaho. I, there's really nothing there. Now listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? It seems that I've heard that song before from a house bubbling whore. I warned everyone ten years ago about it. From what is this, 5, Channel 5, KSDK, whatever, local, all right, Minneapolis, with more and more college graduates start struggling to keep up with student loan payments, mortgage giant Fannie Mae has announced new rules that might make it easier for student loan borrowers to become homeowners. This will help get people with student loans into a house, because everyone should just be in a house, right? You guys remember David Luria? He was the guy that kept swearing there was no housing, blah, 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 oh no. Another lie that we tell you youth, you idiot kids. A lie that I believed, which ruined me financially. I shouldn't say ruined me financially, but I could have done a hell of a lot better. One of the main reasons I wrote Reconnaissance, man, was buying a house because that was get you'll just get you'll build up equity. Yeah, you'll also anchor yourself to a really crappy, cold, crappy state with high taxes. But you kids know better. You guys know. And and I'm just trying to rain on your parade. I'm just trying to destroy your dreams. This will help get people with student loans into a house, said Zach Skatum. Uh, Twin Cities real estate agent with Remax Advantage Plus. The good thing is Fannie Mae has changed the debt to income ratio because it was so great the last time we did this 10 years ago. Do we, I mean, look. I understand over generations you forget history, but can you guys remember 10 freaking years worth of history? Can you just remember 10 years ago? I know 
post-World War II generation, there's a lot of stupid people in this country. I mean, we all went to the public schools. We all went to university. I mean, we're really dumb. We're worse than dumb. We're brainwashed. But God Almighty, didn't you guys just witness the, the horrible recession we had that we never really kind of recovered from? It, it, the economy's good. No, it isn't. Did you look up GDP figures? Have you noticed that? Have you looked at labor force participation? Oh, yeah, I know. The electricity's still on. Uh, I don't know. I got some money in my pocket. So me, one person out of 320 million, it, uh, that means it must be good. What's it like living in Singapore? I just imagine Singapore's like this superior group of people. The superior, I don't want to say race, but this society, you know? It's like this Elysium, like, yeah, we got our act together here. We've learned not only from our mistakes, but all the other mistakes you idiots made. And then we got income per capita without oil, without Norway's precious little oil. We got income per capita of like $90,000. And there's no crime. Everything's nice and clean. Oh, there's just such a cover charge to get into Singapore. It's just so expensive. Although maybe it'd be like Switzerland, it would be too clean for me, and then I'd kind of miss some of the blue-collar aspects of America. Uh, the debt-to-income ratio is the amount of money you owe on a monthly basis, i.e. rent, student loan payments, relative to the amount of money you can earn, i.e. your income. Student loans boost your debt-to-income ratio. The higher your DTI, the harder it is you qualify for a mortgage. Before the rule changes, the lenders would take 1% of the total student loan amount. So it was throwing off people's debt-to-income ratio. Now with the new policy, Fannie Mae will make the actual student loan payment so that being said, the ratios will go down. Explain Skatum. He explained it very poorly. Basically, they're not going to consider your student loans anymore and your debt-to-income ratio. So you're going to have an artificially low debt-to-income ratio, which means now the taxpayers will guarantee you a mortgage that, one, you probably shouldn't be getting, and two, buy a house that, two, you shouldn't be buying. But but we build up equity. A house is an investment. Student loan borrowers will also have the opportunity to exclude non-mortgage debt paid by others as part of the loan application. Hang on, let me read that again. Student loan borrowers will also have the opportunity to exclude non-mortgage debt paid by others as part of the loan application process. Okay, so this is if parents, if you co-signed your child's student loan, you too could take advantage of the new Fannie Mae policies. Because if you're an idiot parent that actually co-signed your stupid, retarded child's doctorate in English degree, you, you, you at the age of 50, 55, who've done nothing, who, who desperately need my, my essay, Poor Richard's Retirement, have zero in your 401k, zero in your IRA, you could take advantage of these Affirmative action, retard, handicap, leg up because you can't get your own dick up policies. Just lowering the standards, lowering, lowering, lowering the standards, lowering the hurdles, making the country and the people weaker and weaker and weaker, ultimately becoming not of any value, ultimately becoming worthless, ultimately becoming parasitic. But hey, you know what? You guys will vote for who's ever in office, right? Because they care. Homeowners will have a chance to pay down student debt with a mortgage refinance. Well, you always have had that option. However, homeowners might lose on any advantages from the original loan contract, like forbearance. 
Some of Skatem's clients have already taken advantage of the new rules. They have had over $100,000 in school debt. Honest to God. I mean, you're just swapping one taxpayer-guaranteed loan for another one. So I guess the net balance on liabilities on the balance sheet for the taxpayer really doesn't care. In other words, our asshole is not being expanded anymore so that these idiot millennial kids, not to mention Gen Xers, not to mention baby boomers who decided it'd be great to go back to college at 62 to get a doctorate, so they could, they could communally shove all their dicks in our asshole at the same time. It's not the curse-free... It is a curse-free podcast. It's just I did say it wouldn't be crass. So under this new rule, they will be able to increase their buying power and get into a home that fits their means. Their means should be living under a bridge. Their means should be starvation and poverty so that they finally have the negative reconditioning and the pain and suffering they need to learn. Because if you have $100,000 in student loan debt, you have not suffered. You have never made a right decision in your life. (laughs) I was talking to my realtor buddy. And I asked him, because I did a calculation for the price to rents ratio to see whether or not uh, the stock market is over. I'm sorry. The housing mo- market is overvalued, and I found out that the price to rents ratio is at the same that as it was before. So the valuations are just as bubbly, but um, all the other ratios. You know, I know they always say, "Well, this time it's different," and I, I'm always cautious of saying that. I will say this time some other statistics are different. Month supply, at least in Minnesota, I've also. Talking to my realtor buddy, it's uh, location market in d- d- specific. So, you know, Seattle and what was the other one? Seattle and San Francisco are, what is it? The price to rents are in the 40s. Nationwide, it's 30. Vegas, they're still digesting a, a glut. They're uh, at 19. I think the Twin Cities is at 20, depending on how you want to measure the, the price to rents ratio. Uh, so it's local, but then also there's not that much month supply. In other words, these idiot developers I had to deal with back a decade ago weren't like, well, I built five and they all sold. Now I'm going to build 15. So there's this huge glut we were looking at. What was it? Depending on the houses, I think there was even like the type of house, the, the, the price range, they're like two years supply. Condos were in a high glut. So that's nowhere near as basic. There's like two months supply. I'm like, okay. So they're learning inventory management in the real estate development world. But then also what I had to look up was what percentage of the homes were first-time home buyers, like, like homesteads, not flips, rental properties, second homes, not to mention the sources of financing, ninjas, arms, uh, Scooby-Doo's, uh, hippity-hops. And, and flippity flues or whatever the new acronyms are coming out of the bank. Well, it, it looks like most of them are 30-year first-time home buyers, so it's it's a little bit more of a stable. So what's really driving it is the interest rates. So, you know, no, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, it's not – you consider those statistics, the housing market is not as bad. The fundamentals are a little bit better. But, man, those valuations are still high. Still high. You got to pick the right housing, guys. Got to pick the right housing market. Got to pick the right house. Wherever there's liberals and Democrats, do not buy housing there. You're buying into a communist homeowners association. That's all liberal city. That's all a major city is. Every city, every city 
is a homeowners association. Whether you think it or not, well, I don't want to be part of a homeowners association. You are because you buy into that city and that city is a big homeowners association. So look at your neighbors. Do you want a bunch of whiny? You don't ever buy property near a university. Never, never. I mean, to, to rent it to the kids and jack up the rent. Sure, if you're going to rent to you. But like you don't buy in a major metro area with a big liberty because they'll just jack up your property taxes. Then they'll also bitch and whine about why are, why are rents so high as you increase rents to cover the, your cost. Because college kids are stupid. Right? But you never buy in liberal areas. You never buy where because it, it's just it's investing in a micro-communist economy. You wouldn't buy property in, in communist Cuba. Well, you can't. And you wouldn't buy communist uh, property in communist Venezuela because you can't. Because if you did, oh, they just take it. They're either going to tax the living snot out of it so that the asset itself has no value, or they'll just take it. You want to invest where there are Republicans who work, preferably with no kids. Retirement communities are great because then even if they are Republicans, nothing is too good for swip a little white women, soccer moms, children. It's just too good for the children. My ch- if it if my child, you can't put a price on educating my child with your money. So you want to avoid that. These up and coming kind of preppy yuppie soccer mom yoga pants. You don't want to go where the yoga pants are. You see these soccer moms driving their least Range Rovers and they got their yoga pants and they ship their kids out to daycare. You want to avoid those areas too. Because they're jacking up the price and their husbands are so addicted to the hoo-ha that they'll, they'll okay, dear, whatever you want. Ta- tax rates of 75%, nothing's too good for my princess. Yes, dear. Barack Obama is a very intelligent man and he does care about the children. Yes, let's go move to that highly taxed school where they're paying $16,000 to educate every kid every year and my property taxes are more than I ever paid in rent and college. I know places like that. I've seen people buy houses, not necessarily even mansions, and their property taxes are more than what they or myself ever paid in rent when we were like not homeowners, <laughs> adjusting for inflation. I remember one with like $16,000 a year for the property. Property taxes! Like, ah, screw it. I'd sell my family into slavery and I'd just go rent a small little studio downtown and I I would never deal with anything ever again. In other news from Heat Street, which I don't know if I trust the site completely or totally. There's always a seed of truth, but when it comes to right-wing news, there's been instances where They've spun it just as much as left-wing news, and so now I'm kind of... Which helps me give up, which helps me like, look, if you guys can't even adhere to the truth, then you got to spin it. I understand as a counter to leftist, you know, yellow journalism, but for those of us um, <clears throat> who, who don't insist that people don't wear Velcro shoes, for those of us with a slightly higher IQ, we'd like to um, just know what's really going on. But I guess journalism is dead. Marvel cancels Tanehesi Coates. Tanehesi Coates. Black Lives Matter comic due to poor sales. No one is buying Marvel's lineup of social justice themed comics. It's no surprise given that few readers want politics to be forced down their throats. Thus, liberal darling Tanehesi Coates and Yona Harvey's Black Panther and the crew. <laughs> is that really the name? Is that really the name Black Panther and the crew? No way. No way. 
They actually named it Black Panther and the crew. <laughs> what? Come on. Just try. Here it is. Black Panther and the crew. Oh, God. KKK and the clubs. What are you? KKK and the nooses. What are you? Black Panther and the crew is getting the axe after poor sales just two issues after its launch. Its cancellation comes weeks after Marvel VP repeat, uh, revealed that comics with forced messages of diversity were responsible for the publisher's sales slump. Joined by Luke Cage, Manifold, Misty Knight, and Storm, the titular superhero who entered the limelight with Captain America Civil War gathers his all-black crew of superheroes to investigate the death of a civil rights activist who died in police custody. It has echoes of Sandra Bland's death. All right, right here. Right here. Look. Marvel is headed up by white people. Okay, you go look it up. Look it up. It's headed up by white people. The writers are predominantly white. Producers are predominantly white. And minorities in general, not just black people, but minorities and women in general, you have to understand how insulting it is to you, regardless of your politics, that they think the product you want is more effing politics. Like the only thing that you have going on in your life as a black man, as a Hispanic woman, as a woman in general, or even a gay individual, is that you obsess about the color of your skin, the plumbing downstairs, and who, what type of hole you stick your hoo-ha thing into. That's how they, that's how they view you. They don't think that you're more complicated. They don't think that you got uh, other thoughts or that you may just be like everybody else. You happen to have slightly different skin color, maybe a slightly different culture. Because all they can do, okay, fine, I give them at least a little bit of credit. Hey, we're going to come up. Well, they didn't even come up with new ones. They took old superheroes that just happen to be black and put them together. Can't they come up with a new comic book hero, a new character who just happens to be? It doesn't define them. There may be some colors and, and threads that hint towards or are obvious about that person's gender ethnicity or whatever, but it's not their fuck a freaking thing. It's not what defines them. See, I got this, I got a comic book idea I want to come up with. And I've been kicking around with the guy happening to be black or Hispanic, doesn't matter, just not being white. To to make the whole point that saying this guy isn't gonna go do black things. He's gonna go do Hispanic things. He's just gonna be a cool ass dude with a really interesting take on life and I don't want to ruin it because I don't want to ruin it. But it would be a man doing his thing. Right? It would be his truly the content of the character, not the color of the skin. And these genuinely racist assholes, because there's no other word to describe them, over at Marvel just think you guys are these simple, automatonic, programmable hard drives like, oh, we'll just, they all like Black Lives Matter. They're black. They they like the they like to fight the the system, man. They like to go against the cops. They like to fuck the police. You know? They they all listen to rap and they're all just like that and we're going to we're going to get cool. We're going to get hip with the black community. <laughs> hey, 
some schmaltzy corporate executive dude with his hat on back. Hey, I'm just like you. That's what Marvel's doing here. And surprise, 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 black people don't like being pandered to. Black people, just like pretty much everybody else, they don't like politics in their fun. Like, if, if I'm watching a movie, I don't want to see conservative politics in it. I just don't. I If, if, if I want to go do something recreational like hiking, here's Marvel. I'm, we The whole world is trying to help you race us out over there. Okay? Unintentional as you may be. We're trying to help you out by telling you, stop mixing politics with fun. You know, like when I go hiking, I don't think about politics. If anything, I'm trying to get away from it. Just look at the trees, look at the cliffs. Hope I don't get bit by that rattlesnake over there. Badlands, you know, look at that. Wow, it's very pretty. Not Politics does not enter my mind. When I listen to podcasts, even my podcasts, I listen to non-political stuff. I have a preference for it because it's shoved down our throats every day. And my God, if you don't think politics is shoved down black people's throats because the Democrats and the socialists are desperately trying to make them, put them back on the plantation, get them to vote for the Democrat Party, become slaves of socialism. You don't think they have this shoved down the throats, up their ass, in their ears, through their nostrils, and, and whatever other, you know, and, and, and uh, 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 smoldered into their skin with leftist politics and racial politics. You think they haven't had their fill? All they want is fun. All they want is a cool guy or a cool gal that just happens maybe to be black, who would actually be a real role model, and politics has nothing to do with it. But you guys come right in, you got to make it all about civil rights and racism and the man. Like they don't have that enough already. Can you just make a cool, kick-ass superhero an original one without politics that doesn't happen to be a white male? Knock yourself. You know, Wonder Woman, perfect example. I want to see the Wonder Woman movie, but I'm afraid now because Wonder Woman, she well, she was Wonder Woman. You know, has a pretty kick-ass chick. Well, yeah, she's like Superman, but, you know, Wonder Woman, she's from the Amazonian tribe. And even there, because of the background where she comes from that Amazonian tribe, but it's all women. Okay, that actually has canon. That has a backdrop where she would say, well, why would you let a man do that? So there is no feminism forced into that. That is part of Wonder Woman. But I'm still worried like they're going to feminize the living hell out of this thing. That it's going to be, oh, well, I don't need no man fish bicycle. Like, are you going to take Wonder Woman who, well, I don't know. How, let's take a look. How old is Wonder Woman? She certainly came around before the 1960s and 1970s feminists. Wonder Wonder Woman. How do they have ratings for it already? Um, it's all about Wonder Woman. Wikipedia. All right, let's see how when she was originally published. Okay, nineteen forty-one. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. Feminism and politics did not care. It was just like, hey, yeah, she comes from this island of Amazonian women. And they, they don't, that's what made Wonder Woman unique. 
That was an original sell, and that would not be feminism. But gosh almighty, please don't tell me you're going to ruin this by turning her into a roundhouse-kicking chick cop show where she fights the bad guy and say, how's that for social justice or some stupid saying? Please tell me you're not, but we don't know. We don't know if you idiots in Hollywood and Disney and Marvel are going to ruin this. It's amazing how you all want to fight racism, but all you do is masturbate to race and, and, and force it in everybody's face all the time. There is a market. Swear to God, there's a market, which is kind of why another reason I was thinking, like, <clears throat> it would just be this guy who happens to be Asian, like, here. And then that, I wouldn't necessarily say a role model, but then there'd be a, the first authentic, non-affirmative action, non-let's-transition a white guy into this, Oh, the first woman astronaut, the first woman doctor, the first... No, this guy goes and does his own thing, trailblazing whole new territories and pioneering whole new paths, which gives him any... You know what? He just happens to be black. And maybe there's a, like, you know, I had an idea, like, he'd be on these adventures and his he would pass... His paths would cross with the soul sister. And uh, and he just raised an eyebrow because they're going to be in, in environments that are not predominantly black communities. And then and then his his assistant would be like, hey, what's that? Like, no, we ain't got time for that. You know, oh, that's trouble. That's trouble. You know, just just a little wink and a nod to the black culture. Like, yeah, he's black. All right. You know, he he li- and I'd have him listen to Frank Sinatra. Then he'd come to another guy like, what are you listening to? Frank Sinatra. What what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't like it. I don't like rap. What's wrong with you? I just don't like it. You know, just a wink and a nod. Acknowledge the guy actually is black. But that is not what makes him valuable. That is not what defines him. How hard is it for you people in Marvel to fucking get this? How hard? How hard is it for you people in Hollywood to just create a cool character without the politics? And, and... Even though I know all you people on the left coast thinks whites are all all racist and, and males are all sexist and we're all transgenderist, if you make them a cool character, white people and males are going to go watch it too because it's a cool person. We really don't care. I'm trying to think. Okay, perfect example. John Creasy. Anybody know who John Creasy is? This is, this is the first time. Okay, one of the rare times. Kick-ass dude just happens to be black. John Creasy, Let, no, don't look it up. T- take a guess. See where. See if uh, people are like. Oh, I know where that is. Man on Fire, played by Denzel Washington. Now, see. So why do you happen to be black? Doesn't matter. The guy was a kick-ass dude. That's one of my favorite movies. Man on Fire. Why can't we have that? Now, of course, that's a one-off. That that's not a series, so the character doesn't continue on. He, he, I won't ruin the movie for you. Uh, but if we, if you want to do comic books and do the sequels and the the uh, amalgamations and and Avengers Arise where everyone comes in and kicks the crap out of each other because you guys are running out of enemies, let's just have them fight each other. Batman versus Superman. If you want a recurring and re- you want a successful minority character, don't make it a minority character. Make it a cool character that does some original and neat, has a really interesting personality. And just happens to be fill in the blank. 
fill in the blank. It's like trying to get girls. You know how you get girls? You don't try to get girls. You go do your own thing. And you just become this cool guy. And then girls will somewhat naturally gravitate towards you. But when you try to chase girls, you get this crap. But you, you named it? You named it Black Panther and the Crew? And you made it about civil rights and protesting in Black Lives Matter? Are you kidding me? That's like for, forcing a preacher's kid to go to church some more. You can hire Asshole Consulting at assholeconsulting.com anytime you want, Marvel. I, I don't think I could give you any more than what I just did there. I don't think you could, maybe you could You could set up a panel. <clears throat> you could ask people, hey, do you want more politics? Do you want more politics? It's like these, these diners you stop in on the way over in South Dakota. You say, I want an omelet. And they put gravy on it. Like, I don't want the gravy. The picture didn't even have the gravy in it. Why are you putting gravy on it? I'll have the ice cream with gravy, pancakes, gravy, Diet Coke, gravy. No one asked for the gravy. No one asked for the politics. No one asked. No one likes talking about politics in their fun. What don't you people get? Do you have kids? Do you feed them Brussels sprouts the entire time? Hey, kids, we're going to go have fun. Time to go to the all-natural produce market. Hey, Kid just wants to go to McDonald's. Get himself a shamrock shake, and there you are, you idiots, dragging your kids to Whole Foods. All the kid wants is a little bit of sin. God, this isn't even sin. Can you just make a decent, upstanding minority character without the politics? I guess you can't. I guess you guys are so brainwashed by your education and training. Uh, let's continue on here. Nothing really more to say. Set in a near-future Harlem-turned-police state patrolled by robotic police officers controlled by a private security contractor. The comic has every element you'd expect from a comic attempting to tell a story inspired by Black Lives Matter. The cops beat up people for no reason, too. Well, that's that because that happens in the real world. Naturally, the social justice superheroes take justice in their own hands and go to battle against the corrupt system while learning about the historical figures of the civil rights movement. Oh, my God! History?! You're, you're putting history class? Like, guys, they get enough of this shit in school. What? <laughs> Do you understand fun? Do any of you understand fun? Are you guys like everybody else I know my age and you forgot what it's like to be a kid? Yeah, because they need to be told about Rosa Parks one more time. Right? We got to hear about uh, George Washington Carver. And peanut butter, one more time. We got to hear about the Tuskegee Airmen, one more time. Because we didn't get it the first 300 times. It's no different than when, for the 300th time, we had to study Exodus in parochial school. And it's like, hey, you know what? I think the Jews are going to escape this time too. You idiots. All right, who is this gal? I just want to see the people behind it. This gal's been brainwashed too. I, I, she may be black. I don't know. But I, 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 if she's listening, what's her name? Tanihisi? Oh, it's a guy. <laughs> that might be the problem. You name your kid Tanihisi, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> you wonder. All right. It's a guy. Uh... 
is an American writer, journalist, and educator, national correspondent for The Atlantic. He writes about cultural, social, political issues, particularly as they regard to African Americans. Like, that's not a flooded market. Um, early life. Want to do a clarity test on this guy? To father Paul Coates, his, his dad is a former Black Panther, Vietnam veteran, publisher, and librarian. Coates' father founded the Black Classic Press, a publisher specializing in African-American talk. Dude! Okay. Tani- I gotta pronounce this guy's name right because there's potential. There's genuine potential to help the black community. Ta-Nahisi. Let's just call him Mr. Coates. Mr. Coates, if you are listening, why don't... You special, uh, cl- Black Classic Press, all right? If you still have that, still a publisher, please consider my book, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. This is an olive branch. It's an olive branch. Please consider the points I've made before. Don't give me this crap. Oh, I'm a white guy and I don't know. I am, you, you've had a skewed approach to this whole thing. Your intentions are noble, all right? But for, for you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. And, and if you, okay, fine, go help out blacks, pro, protest, do whatever you want. But if, don't ruin comic books. Don't. Just keep some things sacred and fun for kids. Uh, Coates' father had several children, five boys, two girls, by four women. Ah, <laughs> oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me it's Whitey holding you down. Don't tell me that. Let's have a little bit of a little bit of real, real uh, uh, scotch here with our drink, shall we? Uh, journalism, first major job. Blah, 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 blah. What did he attended Howard University? He left five years, started a career in journalism. He is the only child in his family without a degree. Look, there you go. You got some shot. You got some shot. You knew it was BS. You went out and started writing. This is how he lost to the white man about Bill Cosby and conservatism. Article at an appointment. So he's been in journalism the entire time. And ever since he's been in journalism, the various gaps, health, wage, life expectancy, etc. has not closed between blacks and whites. Because I argue, though our aims are similar his techniques will fail as they always have. I don't even know if this guy would be open to an alternative idea except for blame Whitey. Because that's that's the echo chamber he's been in. I don't know. All right. That's enough of that. Uh, what else we got? Oh! Welcome to the Clary Podcast. A division of Aaron Clary, LLC. Brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO And now, your host Captain Capitalism himself The world's only professional asshole Clary. From the 90s, Chris Cornell's death. Oh, wait. 
being investigated as possible suicide. And this popped up on the uh, on the headlines. Like, I don't know if it was Facebook or YouTube or Yahoo or whatever. They, hey, you got to know about this. Front page news. Chris Cornell, dead, possible suicide, dies at 52. And I just had one question. I said, who is Chris Cornell? And I said, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. To show my true arrogance and cockiness, I'm going to post. Because they just assume I know. Like, oh, who, like Chris Cornell. This isn't anybody important. It really isn't. I know he's a musician. Now I looked him up. I know who he is now. He's still not important. Like, if the president, no matter who the president is, if he or she were to die, that's important. That affects us all. If, uh, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think, a, a cop dies, uh, somebody, they, you know, oh, we need the surgeon dies. Okay, this is, this is a musician. No offense to me, they provide entertainment. I know, I have some musician friends. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not like really news. It's not like this has to be shoved in my face. This person played music, died. So I say, I don't know who he is and I don't care. And you're a smart person if you don't know who it is either. So I posted it. Oh my God, did I get holy mercy goosebumps. Don't you know who it is? Well, apparently this Chris Cornell, he's uh, from Soundgarden. And I remember the name Soundgarden from the 90s. But I don't know. Here's... A little bit of information for those of you who were in the 90s but don't remember it, were kids in the 90s or weren't around for the 90s or too old to even be excited about 90s. It all sounded the same. It was all that. There was always a new band coming out with a stupid name, Smashing Pumpkins, although I didn't mind Smashing Pumpkins. They were all right. Um, Pearl Jam, uh, the Stick Flingers, uh, just, just, Band after band, five a week coming out. <clears throat> and if you were busy, like, I don't know, going to college and you didn't have money, you didn't just buy the latest CD that came out. I, I really do believe that if you were in the 90s and going to college and you could buy these CDs, you were from the upper middle classes. You were from the upper classes. You actually had time to sit there and listen to that. And it's crap me because then I found out, Soundgarden, you know the song they sing? Black hole sun, don't you know? It wash away the pain. Black hole sun, black hole sun, black hole sun. That one. So that that's their contribution to society. I'm sure I'm glad we had that. And then there's some other songs and other things. And uh, and then so after I found out who he was. I uh, still put him in the category of Kirk Cocaine because if you're making that kind of money, you're that popular and you kill yourself, you are an idiot. I just don't... And the music wasn't that good. I don't care. You can't... Oh, man, how influential. I don't care. I don't care. This is just another guy who hit the jackpot, was a weak person, and killed himself. That's who this is in my mind. 90s music sucks. 70s music sucks. Late 60s music sucks, except for jazz. Some of the 80s was all right. 2000, I, from the 2000 to today, I can't tell the difference. It's all crap. There's just no really good music anymore. None. Don't say you know some guy. Fine. Text it to me. Send it to me. I would love to like listen to YouTube 
every once in a while I catch a catchy tune, but it certainly doesn't make it to the popular charts. It's all this this manufactured corporate, you know, here's what you're going to eat. We're going to tell you what you like. We're going to tell you what you're going to eat. That's what's coming out. And that's all. And I, I don't like news. I tune out. I don't care anymore. I'll listen to my Miles Davis. I'll listen to um, Artie Shaw. I'll, I'll listen to Les Brown and his bandery now. And I'm not listening to, it just isn't worth it. There's enough of a body of work of music in the past that will last me until I'm dead. I don't need to hear any of this new crap until something really good comes out. And I just haven't seen it, haven't heard it. So I don't care that this guy died. Shouldn't be front page news. Much more important stuff going on. But hey, you know, I guess the sheep got to listen to something. All right, let's go with the rest of the... Sponsors, Asshole Consulting. If you didn't notice, I'm an asshole, and I don't care. Go to assholeconsulting.com. Get my real, blunt, truthful take on your problems, which means they'll probably be solved instead of treated. Sometimes the treatment, though, may be worse than the disease itself. Like, your feelings might get hurt. You might have to work. You might actually have to try and put forth effort to solve your problems. And we specialize that at Asshole Consulting. So if you want lies, go to a regular consultant. If you want the truth, hire an asshole. You can advertise on the podcast. It's $100 a month. We get about 3,000 listeners weekly. If I get off my ass and do it right, I do two podcasts a week. And it also gets you advertisements on the blog and my YouTube channel. We have Elkin CPA at ElkinCPA.com. Visit our buddy Chad if you need some kind of accounting services. Could be financial analysis, personal financial management, taxes. Uh, talk to Chad at ElkinCPA.com. We have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com. Obsidian Radio on YouTube, Financial Survival Network. Wait, where the hell is... Why isn't O'Shea in here? God almighty. Put him in. This must be an old... Old sponsor list. I didn't update this one. Uh, FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com with Carrie Lutz. Canto Talk with Silvio Canto on BlogTalkRadio.com. O'Shea Jackson, the O'Shea Vlogcast. If you happen to be, well, you don't have to be black, but he's black and he focuses on black male issues, go to the O'Shea Vlogcast on YouTube and the man preaches. He's not a pastor, but God Almighty, he preaches. (laughs) And he's good. He's really good. That's the one, well, of the many regrets, one of the regrets I had not being able to drive in a car. You can't listen to podcasts. I'm like, oh, normally I'd be listening to O'Shea. But uh, a, a good good vlogcast. For a guy who's who's studying to become a doctor, he fits this in. Tom Likas' site, blowmeuptom.com. Get your father Tom in. The Cynical Libertarian Society, sinlibsoch.com. Mitch Berg at 1280 AM, The Patriot, if you want to listen to old school radio. Ah, oh, those AM 15, uh, AM 1280. The AM radio. Well, we'll just listen to the Vonophone here. Uh, academiccomposition.com go there if you need your resume created for $100 they'll put together a resume they will also write your papers coming up which are due here in college got your finals you got your papers don't write them yourself outsource them like all smart corporations do outsource them to an independent contractor academiccomposition.com Alex who runs the outfit is also looking to hire writers all the time and he is also looking to hire marketers both jobs suck you can do them from the comforts of your home or anywhere there's internet access. So if you can write very well, no, I can't find a job. Well, here you go. There it is. There you go. 
You won't starve. You'll make money. But just be aware both jobs suck. Uh, if you're looking for audio recording, go to jimfear138.blogspot.com. jimfear138.blogspot.com. He just did the recording for uh, Poor Richard's Retirement and did a very good and quick and thorough job of it. Three days. Three days had it done. Like, damn, that, that's, that's some good turnaround time. That's a really good turnaround time. Uh, so the audio version of Poor Richard's Retirement is coming out in about a week or two. Depends on, I've uploaded it, so we're waiting on it to be approved by um, audible.com. Uh, then we have gab.ai and minds.com and Twitter and YouTube and the Facebook. You can follow me on all those different social media formats. If you want, you can like and subscribe and vote up and comment and share and link and fart and belch. Uh, but any kind of activity on the internet, it helps with the search algorithms and that does help. So if you don't want to donate money, you don't have anything you want to buy through my sponsors. You don't have anything you want to buy, especially nose hairs trimmers, which you should on my Amazon affiliate program. Uh, and you still want to help out a simple liking or sharing or spreading the word of the old captain's online media empire here helps out a lot. Uh, I have two classes online. You can take about analysis, uh, stocks and investing, the analysis evaluation of stocks and my other class stocks, bonds, investing. Oh my, just search the titles. You can find them offered at hundreds of different places online. Take it wherever it's cheapest shop around. And if you are looking to invest in an IRA, you want to start setting up your savings for retirement, you finally have the money, you've paid off your debts, may I recommend going to Betterment? You could go to Betterment.com, but then again, I don't get a commission. But if you love me, you'll go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. You'll look for the Betterment logo, you click on that, and then I get my commission on that. That's assuming you fund and and put together an IRA. Uh, Do I recommend it? Yes, I do. Not only are they advertising it, it's... uh, an affiliate marketing program they have. So I choose to have them on here, but I also endorse them. It's not just, oh, they're paying me money. I I, uh, I will use that when I pay off my house. Uh, and then, you know what? I got fan mail, but we ran long enough, and I got other stuff to do, like pack, before I head off to San Diego. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys later. Share and spread the good word. Toodles.